What's good? It's Harrison Sanford. That's Danny Green. This is Inside the Green Room. It's been a long time, uh, but we're revving up for the playoff push here, Danny. Even speaking of playoff push, uh, before we get into the show, have you been watching college basketball, March Madness? I have not, man, to be honest. Uh, I was watching my boys for a while. They exited quite early, earlier than I wanted, earlier than I expected. Um, and it's been all downhill from there. I've seen the upsets that have happened. Um, it's a weird year with COVID, but it's always weird with during the tournament. But everybody's bracket, I'm sure, is busted. I don't think there's a person even close to winning, uh, having a perfect bracket this year. So, But I haven't kept up the way I should have. Uh, mind you, said it's a short season for us. We have a lot of back-to-backs traveling uh, from New York to the Bay and playing a lot of games without you know our, our MVP caliber player, Joel, and Seth, another starter. Um, so I've been focusing on trying to keep our, our group and our, our guys together and our coaching staff sane. Yeah, I do want to actually talk about uh, the, the run that you guys have been on since the All-Star break. We'll look ahead to this West Coast trip. Uh, you should be getting your ring later this week when you play against the Lakers. We're going to talk about all that. Uh, and I do want to touch on some, um, some interesting reasons why you were trending uh, over the past week or so. Uh, mm-hmm. Before we'll do that before we end the show. But uh, speaking of college basketball... Uh, one of the guys that we grew up watching, Patrick Ewing, was just in Madison Square Garden. You were just there as well. Uh, had mm-hmm. a nice uh, performance there, some clutch buckets. Um, if you didn't hear what Patrick Ewing said, let's just play it uh, one more time. But I do want to say one thing, though. They, I, I thought this was my building, and I feel terrible that I'm getting stopped, accosted, asking for passes. I, everybody in this building should know who the hell I am. And I'm getting stopped. I can't move around this building. Like I, I, I was like, what the hell? Is this Madison Square Garden? I'm going to have to call Mr. Dolan and say, geez, is my number in the rafters or what? Yo, Danny, tell me you weren't dying hearing that. <laughs> I was, but I've been there, so I already know. And I'm not, I'm not even nowhere near close to Patrick Ewing, a Hall of Famer. Um, but yeah, I understand it. a lot of people go through it, even Hall of Famers. There's people that are just oblivious and they live in their own world. They don't watch sports. And if you're not around or present in the building often, they're going to forget about you. And it's sad. It sucks because he's a Hall of Fame player. He's one of the greats that ever come, you know, come through this game. Uh, for him to be harassed and stopped at his own building is wild. But so that, I've been there before. He shouldn't have been have ever have to go through it. But that's, that's the world we live in, man. It's, it's kind of crazy. Before you retire, I want the same energy in a rant from you from any one of the arenas where you want to chip. Like, you know, I'm, I'm Danny Green, goddammit. I want to make I got a call XO. I'm, sh- <laughs> I'm sure if I go back to San Antonio right now, I could probably get you a rant right now. There's going to be some people that probably don't know me or don't remember me being there. There's going to be some security guards there. You know, they stay at that post. They don't watch the games. They don't, you know, some of them don't pay attention. I'm sure if I walked in that building and said, yo, yeah, I used to play here. And they'd be like, who the hell are you? Uh, no, sir, you have to have a credential. Uh, you're not allowed in here. So I can, I can give you a rent next week if you want. Or in a month or two when we go back to San Antonio, I can give you a rent. There you go. Uh, speaking of which, uh, let's talk about that then. Has there been a moment in your life where you've walked in somewhere and somebody had no idea who you are? Yes. I mean, yes, you're not like Kevin Durant, LeBron James, of course. But have you walked some, into a place and been surprised that maybe nobody knew who you were? Uh, I'm never really surprised by it. So it happens so often to me. It happens damn near every week. Um, a lot of time in the summertime, because people don't know where you are, what you're doing. They expect you to live in the city that you play in and not go anywhere else. And they just expect to see you in the TV. So if you're at your home or at your family, like, what are you doing here? Why do you? Well, I live here. I grew up here. This is my home. This is where I'm from. 
Um, so a lot of those times happen when I'm in New York or in Long Island, um, whether at LA Fitness or the corner store or, you know, getting a sandwich or getting some food. It, it happens all the time. It happens quite often. Or I'm on vacation. They're like, you know, you look a lot like that, that green guy. I'm like, and I don't ever tell him who I am. I, I always lie. So, yeah, I get that all the time. And I'd, I'd be funny. Are you green? No, I'm not green. I'm black. Or you know what I'm saying? Something like that. So I, I like to mess with people, but I, I get some funny ones all the time, especially at LA Fitness in the gym. Um, they always act like, uh, you know, that Danny Green kid. I, I forget who else comes in there. Uh, Raja Bell, he, I think he was in there quite a bit. But they like to compare, talk about other pros that come in. Yeah, Danny Green kid's coming in there all the time. You know, his dad's in here all the time. And I'm like, yeah, really? And they're like, yeah, you know, I heard he gained like 20 pounds of muscle. You know, he grew like two inches. I'm, I'm like, you sure? That's crazy. I, you know, I saw him last week. He looked like he lost like 50 pounds, man. I think you're wrong. And then I think like maybe hours later, they realized who they're talking to. Probably something the gym told them. Like, you know, that's Danny Green, right? And they feel like an, an ass, but... It's, it happens to me so often, man. So many stories. I said I'm used to it at this point. I'm never surprised by it. Dope. Uh, dope. All right. We got to actually get to some basketball actual stuff. So we'll do that when we come back from our break. Uh, we'll talk about the West Coast, West Coast trip, uh, the MVP race, much to discuss inside the green room. We'll be right back. On March 22nd, 2021, the world lost the great Elgin Baylor. A native of the Washington, D.C. area, Baylor was recognized as one of the best basketball players to play the game. 11-time NBA All-Star, 10-time member of the All-NBA First Team, NBA Rookie of the Year, the list goes on. His impact on the game continued to be left behind as he transitioned his love for the game through a career change where he joined the Los Angeles Clippers as a general manager for what would go on to be a 22-year-long career, ultimately earning him NBA Executive of the Year in 2006. During the 1961-1962 NBA season, Elgin Baylor averaged 38 points per game while serving on active duty as an Army Reservist. We celebrate the life of the great Elgin Baylor and his impact on the game, as well as on those around him. His legacy will live on forever. Probably one of the biggest weeks in 76er basketball this season, uh, West Coast trip. Now there are some players that are not going to be a part of it. Steph, Steph Curry will not play in a Tuesday's game against the Warriors. Neither will Seth Curry and Joel Embiid, who's been out for a while now. Uh, Danny, just what's the, been the mentality of this team coming back from the All-Star break? Uh, with you guys having outs with Joel uh, now with his injury and Ben missed uh, the game previous to the next game as well. And obviously uh, has been no, been out. Yeah, it has been no different, man. Um, that's just focus on ourselves. Obviously, we want to get healthy, uh, get our chemistry right. But whether who's in or who's not, and we have to win games. There is no excuses. Nobody feeling bad for us. Um, you know, people are trying to take our position, trying to get our spot. Uh, we're trying to keep home court advantage as best we can. It's, it's been beautiful to have the fans back. It's been a, a lot of fun. It's been a blessing. Uh, but our focus has always been us and, and trying to, you know, play our best basketball, whether who's on the floor or not. Uh, so even though those guys are out, we, we still got to win a game tomorrow or the next day. Um, you know, continue to move the ball, get better as a group defensively, fix some things. And individually, guys want to try to compete at a high level and, and play their best basketball individually. Um, so when we do get our guys back, we need our bench to pick it up, obviously. When we do get our guys back, we'll be that much stronger, that much deeper of a team. What's been crazy to me, I think this is like, I don't know, I can't remember the last time people were arguing this much. There was this much discourse about the MVP so early in the season. It started from, I feel like, week one of the season. There was LeBron's case for MVP, Joel's case for MVP, Nikola Jokic's case for MVP. Now Dame is really rising in the MVP discussions. James Harden is rising in the MVP discussions. Luka, Giannis, the list is crazy. Um... Where do you stand on that MVP discussions? I already know who, where you're going to favor, but like, 
have you seen anything like this where there's so many legit candidates? No, I think that's due to the fact that so they started so early talking about it. Um, you start talking about that early week one. Somebody have a bad week, somebody have a great week, somebody get hurt a week. Next, you know, the new person in the conversation. Uh, these conversations shouldn't be happening until, you know, closer to playoff time or toward the end of the season. Um, but because it happened so early, there's going to be so many people that's on list. But guys have been playing extremely well um, from week one on. Um, Dame, James Harden, obviously Joel, uh, Braun. But it's crazy that so many injuries have happened now. Um, we were talking about rookie of the year. You know, now LaMelo's hurt. Um, so that's why, you know, I don't like to talk about things too early. Um, but they are discussed. They're going to happen. Uh, but there's always going to be a lot of names mentioned and a lot of discussions or a lot of changing of the name or the narrative because of the, how early the, the, the story starts or the topic starts. Would have had a nice uh, showcase game uh, on this Thursday, you guys versus the Lakers, particularly if LeBron and AD and Joel were playing. It's still, I'm looking forward to being there. I'm looking forward to watching the game. So it's still going to be enjoyable regardless. Uh, but I do, as we look now at that Laker game, uh, you did not get your Raptors ring this year, but you are scheduled, I believe, to get your ring on Thursday. Is that so? I, believe, I think I believe so. I believe so. Um, unfortunately, I, there's no there's everything shut down in California. There won't be no fans, um, but I think I will be receiving the ring there. Um, but yeah, it should be a fun time, regardless. Obviously, it sucks the fact that nobody they're not 100 healthy. We're not 100 healthy. Uh, I think both teams want it that way. Um, that's what we play this game for. We want to compete at the highest level against the best. Um, on the best night, so we want them to be healthy, we want us to be healthy, but you know, it's still a basketball game, we have a chance to improve ourselves, uh, but we have a chance to win a game, and hopefully, you know, receive a ring in, in you know, the city that I, I played in for a year. The unfortunate thing when it came to that was that the, um, everybody looked at that LeBron injury and also looked at that Joel injury and basically equated it to the MVP race and the impact that it could have, and I thought it was just no, can we be a little bit disappointed that this X play is hurt for a little bit <laughs> before you know, we get into the MVP ramifications? It's out know, of control. Really care. Yeah, people don't really care about all that. They care about the other stuff, not the bigger picture of the human part of it. Oh, this is a human. He's hurt. Let's let's you know let's embrace that for a second. Let's worry about him. Let's pray for him and get a speedy recovery. Now they're like, oh, life goes on. We want to see other entertainment. Oh, it sucks. We don't get the entertainment we want because it's another one. They're not even you said respecting the fact that these are human beings and that they, you know, need some, like, a support in that aspect of it, so. Speaking of, so, Joel's injury, right, Mm -hmm. Uh, and now uh, Seth's injury uh, has been, has put your game maybe on showcase more. In general, though, this season, uh, you've gotten to take more shots, particularly from three. I think you're averaging a career high in three-point attempts. And I say that now because, as I do, I still monitor Raptors Twitter and I monitor Lakers Twitter and Reddit. Uh, they are being not so friendly to KCP and Wesley Matthews right now because uh, they're not they're going through a little shooting slump. And it made me think of the time when you were in L.A. last year and uh, a repeating uh, notion that you had and that uh, Derek Fisher actually uh, mentioned recently on Spectrum Sportsnet. He said shooters need rhythm. They need and so you need to get shots up in order to, you know, get your rhythm. And it's hard to be efficient when you're only taking maybe one three a game, two threes a game. And I watch you now this season, um, and you're liberate. It feels like you're almost liberated to take more. And I feel I can tell your confidence level is a lot higher because you're getting up more shots. At least that's what I'm seeing. Am I? Am For I sure. seeing that? For sure, man. Uh, and it's not just shooters; it's players. 
basketball players need rhythm. The only way they can play at a high, efficient level. Um, very few, very minimal can play at a high level with no rhythm or make their own rhythm, um, especially shooters. Uh, so, yes, the injuries, uh, they suck, but they have helped a lot of our other guys, you know, gain confidence. Tyrese Maxey, you know, Shake, Furkan, uh, everybody's coming off the bench for us. Matisse getting minutes and opportunities, and myself, but we'll get more opportunities to shoot. Um, but the, the us, the rhythm is, is our pace. If I get more of a pace, more of a rhythm. Um, except with those guys out playing more minutes, you're going to get more shots. Um, but learning how to create your own rhythm sometimes when you don't have the rhythm and staying in rhythm when the shots aren't coming. So, yeah, I understand Weston, KCP. KCP been there before I was there. He's gonna, he knows how the life goes, uh, ups and downs of Lakerland. West is new to it. Um, I'm not surprised it's not very nice to him. It sucks. I didn't know they were going through a slump. Um, but there's going to be some nights or some phases where they're going to be ups and downs and the fans are not going to be nice to you. Um, but it's hard for them. And, and the fans got to understand that. They're not the type of guys getting high volume, a bunch of shots. They might get one and a half, one, one and a half. They might see one in the, early in the, the game. They might not see another one until the end of the third quarter. Or they might not get no shots and get a bunch in the fourth quarter. By that time, they have no rhythm. Um, but for all the guys that are shooters, they're probably getting two or three shots a quarter. That's probably 10 attempts a game, which nobody's guaranteed to get. I said even the other night when we played against New York, my first attempt, which was an air ball, didn't come till like the end of the second quarter. Um, and it took a while to get that rhythm. The second shot that I got, I got into what they call the travel, but I got a chance to actually get a, a feel for the ball. Um, but it's not easy in any, any way, shape, or form. Anybody in this game, anybody in this league, most players don't have that rhythm or that, that opportunity or the ability to be able to create or have or be involved in plays as much as the all-stars or superstars are. They got the ball in their hand most of, and we have to wait and play off them. And, and that's why role players are important. But it's a tough, it's a tough gig. It's not as easy, and um, I think it goes to show you in other organizations, other systems, how tough it can be. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's we obviously like to uh, entertain here, but we also would love to interform and teach a little bit of X's and O's. And so, as you know, I've watched your career, and I've watched you know the ups and the downs. You, st- I hope fans are really starting to appreciate the nuances of the game. And it's not always as easy as hit your open shot. It's not as easy as uh, convert this layup or make this or play better defense. There's so much more nuance that I think people don't really try to understand as much as they like to uh, talk on platforms that allow them to espouse their expertise. Agreed, and that's why I mean, it's frustrating for some of us, those that care about those people's opinions. But a lot of us understand that a lot of them don't understand the game. Um, and not saying we don't care about their opinions, but we know that it's it's biased, it's skewed. It's not, they don't really understand the game um, once you study it. And that's why we have guys like Stephen A., Skip, uh, you know, Shannon Sharp talking about trying to break it down to them to understand it better um, so that they don't just look at a game and say, oh, this guy is trash. No, none of these guys are trash. Um, these guys know how to play the game. You know, there's just a lot of variables that come into play when it comes this way. Sometimes bad nights happen. But even then, certain systems, certain situations aren't the perfect fit for guys. And, you know, certain systems, certain things, uh, you may not know what they're talking about. And that's probably what he's told to do. Like, oh, why is he letting this guy do this? Well, he's probably telling him, his coach is probably telling him to do that. Why is he jumping every shot? His coach is probably telling him, run him off the line, not let him shoot a three. Um, so until you understand that aspect of the, the game or, you know, breaking down the game, then you probably shouldn't have an opinion on speaking or criticize guys from the sidelines. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I do appreciate when, when, when Twitter gets more into of a discussion and debate versus making uh, provocative statements. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, real quick before we go to break, so you're going to be in L.A. for about, what, three, 
four days, do you get to stay at your house or do you have to stay at the team hotel? I think I get to stay uh, at home. Um, we'll see. Um, I'm hoping so. I, I, I hope I'm there. not. I'm hope I'm not revealing any. I'm not, hope I'm not, not revealing any. any I'm hope no. I'm not breaking any protocol. As, as long as I'm not around a bunch of people, uh, as long as I'm there for testing, testing every day, I think I'm able to stay uh, at home, which is not far from where we're staying anyway. And then I, I believe that a, a lot of guys in the NBA have their own homes in LA. Is that a common thing? Guys just go to their in a non-pandemic world. Is that a common thing? Like they don't stay at that Beverly Hills hotel that a lot of teams stay at, they end up just going to their house? I would like to think so. I, this is the first time so that I've been on a visiting team and having a place in L.A. Um, and being around some teammates that have places in L.A., other guys on other teams that I've been on in San Antonio and Toronto didn't really have places in L.A. at that point. But, um, yeah, I would assume so. I think most guys would go home or go to, like, if they were going to Orlando or Florida or Miami, if they had a house there, I'm sure they would go home. Uh, just like Tony, when we were in, in Tampa. You know, he's not far from there. Uh, Dwight, we're in Atlanta. He might go to his house, you know. So I don't think it's any strange or abnormal thing for guys to go visit their homes when they're in their respective cities. For sure. Uh, so we're going to go to break. When we come back, uh, we do have an important discussion that we do want to have. Uh, but before we close, uh, I did reference that Danny was trending last week. And uh, I want to reveal to him why. I don't think he's too sure as to why. He I have no idea. Today. I'm interested. I'm actually very intrigued <laughs> on why I was trending. We'll be right back with Inside the Green Room. Inside the Green Room is on social media. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Inside Green Room and on Twitter at Green Room Inside. Now back to the show. Switching off from basketball for a bit, uh, last week in Atlanta, eight people were shot and killed, uh, six of those being Asian women. Uh, Danny, we're really starting to see an uptick in uh, hate crimes against Asian Americans uh, in our country, and it's uh, very disappointing, especially coming off uh, the summer of education that we that was put across the country for uh, people of color. And so it's, I know it's a very disappointing thing uh, for us to have seen uh, and continue to see uh, throughout our country. It's extremely disappointing, man. Um, so what we've gone through this past year with social injustice, um, it's not just our people, it's many cultures going through it, as you can see. Um, and obviously we follow, I follow Jay Lynn, uh, who's been on the show many times, and I said I strongly believe he's had a great G League and will be back in the NBA at some point soon. But he's been amazing with uplifting his people, bringing awareness to his community, um, and supporting of what's going on, the causes that we were going through. And I think it's only right that we do the same for him and his people. Um, but I said to see these, these hate crimes happening and people uh, attacking uh, the Asian community because of corona is ridiculous. It's getting out of hand. It's, it's out of control. And for people to even call him coronavirus, like he's on the court, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking, man. Um, it's unacceptable. And I, I have these conversations every day with a lot of my family and friends about how as a country we're so far behind and how that, you know, a lot of change. We still have a long ways to go. Even though things have been changed, things have been happening, we're still fighting for it. Um, we're still using our voices. But as a country, as a whole, we have a long way to go, man. And, and you know, that said every day we find something new where somebody's either trying to make history or trying to be famous for something stupid, something dumb, or, you know, taking out their, their anger or frustrations on somebody or another group of people because of, you know, one small thing that doesn't make any sense. It's, it's you know, stupidity. Um, but end of the day, man, um, I love that the basketball community is behind it. Uh, I love that we're all behind each other, ourselves, our friends, our Asian, our Asian community friends are behind Jay Lynn. And supporting him, and hopefully we can, you know, say use our platform, use our voice to help make change, to help you know bring awareness to this, and hopefully this will never happen again. 
What's up, guys? If you want to hear the latest about the Sixers from Team Insiders and interviews with my teammates, subscribe to the 76ers Podcast Network by searching 76ers Podcast Network, wherever you get your pods. We're back with more Inside the Green Room. That's Danny Green. I'm Harrison Stanford. We're about to take this one home. Uh, but if you guys have been a part of the Danny Green experience, uh, you've known us particularly over the last year or so, Danny's had this habit of trending on Twitter. And usually it has to do with a performance. Sometimes like when he told somebody he had three rings, he was trending. Uh, There was also a moment, obviously, last year with the Lakers that made him trend as well. Uh, So there's good, there's bad, and then there's sometimes there's just unforeseen. So last week, Danny, you were were trending, and uh, I think it was on a Wednesday night. And I don't, maybe you guys played, I don't really remember, but... It was a, it was a, not, oh, it was a, the Bucks game. Yes, Milwaukee Bucks game. game. We played Milwaukee last Milwaukee. Wednesday. You okay. played Milwaukee. Um, you played, re- you played relatively well. This was coming off that Knicks game where you weren't able to play well. Uh, but it wasn't anything that was that standout, in my opinion, to make you trending. Um, and then I figured out why. Uh, there's a show that airs on Wednesday nights on FX called Snowfall. Okay. And so, are you? Do you watch Snowfall, Danny? <laughs> yes, I do. I do watch Snowfall. I know exactly what the show is. I'm Jed Osmond, our producer. Please cue it up. Cue it up so Danny can see it side to I side. Know, I know exactly where this is going, man. It's crazy because so we get tested every day, right? Sometimes twice a day. Um, and one of the guys that's there that works with the ladies, um, they're a little older. And they're like, yo, you, you man boy, right? Man boy. <laughs> And I'm like, bro, what? I'm like, so I'm thinking, he's like, Snowfall, man. I'm like, yo, you didn't just call me Melvin Gregg, bro. Hilarious. So it's not the first time I've been called Melvin, Melvin Gregg. Um, it's, it's not the first comparison. So funny as hell. But I started cracking up. He called me man, boy. I was dying. One of the first interactions with one of our testers, or one of the guys that watched the testing, because uh, he watched Snowfall, which is one of the better shows He's like, did I, just, I saw you on there. TV two times last night. Yeah. What are you doing here? Man boy, right? Nah, bro, that ain't me, bro. That's funny, though. Nah, it's not Man me. Man boy bowled it to the 76ers facility to get COVID tested? <laughs> bro. Hilarious. Good stuff. So, is, is that why I was trending? Because he's on Wednesday. Is that when Snowfall yeah, drops? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, last, last Wednesday, waiting. I think he was... He was trying to make some power moves in the show, and he was like, this guy, Man Boy, think he Danny Green out here. There's, <laughs> there's some tweets that, ha- that have okay. to do with you and Man Boy. So if you ever go trending on a Wednesday night, you know why, even if you have a nondescript basketball performance. So I've been planning to watch this season when it was done. So I'm probably going to start watching it now because I think it's close to done this season. Um, it's like five episodes I, in. Yeah, I've kept up to the, till this season. I just want to wait till it's done so I could binge watch it all at once. Um, but now that I've been trending for it, now I have to probably watch it a little sooner than later. So uh, we saw this piece of art on Twitter before we get out of here, Danny. Don't want to butcher the name, but if you look at the Sixers uh, account, I think they recently replied uh, to D-H-W-A-N-I. But it's pretty dope. Uh, what were that your thoughts dope. about this? What were your thoughts about it? When I saw it, I thought it was fire, man. Um, I saw the, the 76ers commented on it, so uh, that's where I got kind of got my attention but um, it's dope art piece man uh, it's always an honor always to be mentioned by anybody or be drawn by anybody so uh, you know very humbling a moment for me to have fans even I saw also the 94 year old fan I don't know if you've seen her uh, so we got something special coming for her uh, soon enough too so uh, thank you for everybody that I wrote there that picks me thinks of me uh, of one of their favorite players to watch so um, it's a very another humbling uh, moment for me or or one of your favorite actors or one of their favorite actors. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Right. Man boy. You never know. 
All right, everybody. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Inside the Green Room. That's Danny Green. I'm Harrison Sanford. We'll be back next week. A lot of things will be solved by next week. I think we all know what I'm referring to. Uh, when, when everything is nice, signed, sealed, and delivered, we'll be right back with Inside the Green Room. Until then, take care of yourself. Stay healthy.